Well, it's raining pretty good, but I needed to get out of the house and go on a little walk about. Still kind of got a horrible cold, but, you know, just sitting around just doesn't do it. So I've come up with the excuse of needing more Kleenex and a toothbrush, new toothbrush. And uh, so I'm out for a walk. I've got my scarf and my mittens and my leather jacket on with the wool lining. So it's not too bad. It's a lot better than when I was sicker. A day Was that yesterday? Jeez, when, uh, when I was heading back up uh, north from Ole. It's really the day before yesterday, I suppose. But, you know, it gets... It's, uh, it's no fun being sick and having to ride on some transport, and whether it be plane, bus, train, or whatever. But it's particularly lame when the Amtrak can't figure out how to run a train on schedule and ends up every single time, hours late. I've done this now twice in the last couple of weeks, and both times the train's been at least two and a half hours late. And what that means is, since there's no train that goes from Olympia to Vancouver... Um, directly or anyway uh, I switch off to a bus a coach in uh, in uh, Seattle right so when the train's running late then you have to catch on to the next bus so after sitting around for a few hours I finally get on the bus and it's jam packed and uh, so it's no not comfortable not fun you know on the train you can stroll around they got the bar car you can stretch your legs out you know get the projects out, clackety-clack, yakety-yak. But on the bus, man, there's just no fun at all. There's people that look like they're having fun, but, man, I can't do it. I can't sleep. I can't get comfortable. I get cranky and achy. And then, though it's not taking long enough, you know, because you're still dealing with traffic on the bus where the train, you're cruising along, you don't see all that lights and commotion and stuff all around. And the scenery's a lot better, too. But, uh... Then once you get up to, oh, they're flying their Canucks flag. There's a game uh, tomorrow night, not tonight though, Detroit, and I'll be going there, thanks to the the kind landlord. But, uh, so then you get up, once you finally get up to the border, they stop the bus, right? And like, well, I'll tell you how it works. Okay, they stop the bus, the bus driver goes in and says, hey, I'm here with a bunch of people, and... Then they unload all the baggage that's checked in the belly of the bus. They put on a conveyor. Then everyone gets off the bus. And they go into this waiting area, line up, reclaim their bags. Plus you have to take in all your shit that you got on the bus too, right? You know, your coat and your carry-on, your whatever, all your stuff. So then they have a customs guy go onto the bus and suss out all the bus and check all that out and make sure there's nothing stashed or whatever. And then... They start going through uh, the line and doing the customs clearance for all the, you know, individuals. And it's usually a pretty international group traveling like this because people from other countries, they're like, oh, yeah, great, we'll take the train or the bus, right? Well, they think they're taking the train because they're booking it on an Amtrak, and so people are always surprised when they get thrown onto a bus, especially people from other countries that have, you know, a decent public transport system of some kind. So anyway, there we are at customs. You go through the thing. So the line moves slowly because, you know, everyone's like from somewhere else. It's late at night. And uh, finally get up there and do my little song and dance. They're always confused because I'm a dual citizen. And what were you doing in the States? Well, I was just making my projects. And that throws them into a loop. 
Because what? I'm not really, you know, I'm tending to some business projects. I'm visiting. I'm hanging out. Hell, I'm a global citizen, man. Get off my case. I can do whatever the hell I want. Now, uh, but I did a lot better than this other kid I was hanging out on the bus and the train a little bit with. He was a young, greener kid with a backpack, and I'd seen him in the train station when I went the first time in the morning to catch the train. He'd already been there for like an hour waiting, and then the train gets delayed. Apparently, it was something to do with a broken-down freight train up ahead. And so he's uh, hanging out there, finally gets on the train. We chat a little bit, and uh, he's scruffy, got the dreads and the hoodie and the backpack, and he's got about 30 bucks on him. And so I coached him a little bit about going through the border, but apparently he got the shakedown, and he didn't get back on the bus after we went across the border. And I, as we're, I'm going, whoa, dude, what's happening with the dude? And I see him being led into the back room, which, you know, well, not the back room. It's like a, it's a front room, but this, you know, inspection B area, which has totally happened to me. You know, that's why I noticed the kid, because it's like he's got he's the skinny traveling kid with the long hair and the scraggly beard. And you just get picked out for shit like that, man, you know? No, you're not meaning anyone no harm. You get hassled, you know, because you don't have enough money or they think you're up there to freeload or they think you're going up there to... I don't know what they're thinking, man, you know? But the whole trick about going across the border is just suck it up to their game, keeping the answers simple and short. You know, don't tell them your whole life story. Just say you're going to going shopping, going to the hockey game. You know, visiting friends, yes, I'm staying at the Best Western. Here's my Visa card, right? But and uh, but kiddo was in the line, and he was yapping on his cell phone, like, yeah, man, how do I get to your house and the bus? And I don't got the money, man. Is there a change place? No, I don't like banks, you know. I got to talk to the popo. And, you know, you just, they, they don't like that, right, the customs folks, because they got this whole power trip. And even though the guys that were the customs officers, are younger than me, you know, it's totally frustrating to me because they, uh, they're they copping all the tood, right? And I just don't think the world needs that kind of shit anymore, right? So, like, in Europe, even in the old days, it was like the the train can... Uh, someone would get on at the last... When you go across the border, right? Guy would get on, a customs officer would get on the last town, sort of ride with the train across the border, and get off on the first stop on the other side, Right? And he would just zigzag his way back and forth like that while he was on the train, check everyone's stuff that looked like they needed it. Now in the European Union, they don't even have... Well, you, do, you don't even slow down, right, for the borders. They just they just don't matter anymore. It's like driving in between Idaho and Oregon, right? No big whoop. Some In some cases, you can see that the old remnants of some, you know, the stations or whatever, the little inspection modules. So that was one trip on the train. So we finally get across the border, and they make a couple stops, and then go through Richmond, and have people get on and off and all this. And then finally, we get to downtown Vancouver. My sweetie picks me up at the train station, which is good. Because you'll, you know, I get in at, like, after 10 o'clock, and it was supposed to be there at 5, right? So you do the math. You tell me how efficiently that's running. I'll tell you the... Amtrak needs to call up uh, some Germans or some Japanese and get them over to do some consulting. But, of course, I'm sitting there in the train station, waiting, waiting, waiting. And uh, I'm reading in the paper about how they're trying to spin off the one profitable part of Amtrak, probably so some uh, buddy of the Krauts can get a can get a, you know, a score on it. And then 
keep the, you know, then pretty much let the rest wither and die, which is really disappointing because, you know, when you're on the train, it is really fun. But anyway, so I finally get home late, but it wasn't near as late as the time before. The time before, uh, I was supposed to get in at, at a little before midnight, finally get dropped off downtown at quarter to three in the morning. All the bars are just letting out. Well, a lot of them are. But anyway, I had to trek from the train station, which isn't in the nicest part of town, right? Um, because the SkyTrain had closed down, which they should really run later. Uh, had to schlep my stuff down uh, far, farther into the heart of downtown to get onto the night bus back up to Lonsdale. And that normally would be groovy, man, but I'm exhausted. My toes were hurting. I got, you know, my uh, kit with my computer and all the other crap in it. And, uh... Oh, that... That van looks like trouble. Don't go in Uncle Harry's van there, kids. So, uh... So anyway, walking from the train station into the heart of downtown is a total drag because I'm going through all these seedy areas, right? And Vancouver's not dangerous, but it gets a little nasty in some areas because, you know, if you've ever been up on East Hastings, there's a... Well, it's a junky city, and because Vancouver, the climate's so nice and it's an easy-going liberal town, like all the, uh... All the junkies from all over Canada head out this way. Fortunately, there's a you know progressive movement afoot about having clean needle exchanges and shoot up clinics and stuff like that. Controversial, of course, but anyway, it's beside the point. So there I am, three o'clock in the morning, sore feet, exhausted, schlepping my gear. And I don't want to sound like I'm whining here, right? But come on, if the train would have just come in at a decent time, my whole thing about hopping on the Sky Train, then on the C bus, on the bus home, cha cha cha, I'm all set. So. I've tried it twice now. It's been a total drag both times, so I'm not sure uh, I'm going to talk myself into doing it again right away. Um, but I need to take a car trip down there next anyway because I have some more stuff to pick up. So I forgot to tell you about the part on the bus the first time coming back up. And this last time the bus was packed, the first time there was like half a dozen people on. Well, maybe like eight or ten, right? But uh, there's three young U.S. military personnel, three privates, uh, or whatever they're called in the Navy when they're just like the scrubs. No, no, they were Army. Because um, I was teasing them that they didn't have the sense to join one of the other branches that doesn't have to get close in the action. But anyway, the three of them, they got let across the border where the scraggly-haired kid didn't. And these kids had like, uh, and they were like 18, 19, 20, that their sole purpose of going up to BC was to get wasted. And they get dropped, they were probably pretty bummed out getting dropped off there at 3 in the morning in a seedy neighborhood. But I'm sure the young army boys found all sorts of adventures from toothless prostitutes and late night winos uh, they'll pro- they're probably uh, uh, still still somewhere in some flea bag hotel down there on uh, Hastings right but anyway these guys just had t-shirts and jeans and one of them had a little plastic sack with like something in it like a little grocery sack and that was it that's all they had with them right but these kids were hilarious and I was trying to explain to them you know that they're going to a different country and they gotta kinda chill or whatever you know because they're all boisterous and all like high five and hooping and hollering on the way up. I like to have a good time, sure, but you know uh, these kids were just the classic American jarheads, dude. And they were like, "Man, can we get Bud Light at the bars up there? Oh man, so they got some titty bars, man." All right, well I'm done at London Drugs, and uh, you know you know you're in Canada when someone goes through the. Like the little checkout thing and the buzzer goes off. Beep, 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 beep. And rather than saying, stop, halt, you lousy thief, the uh, machine comes on. Holy shit. I'm going to get run over. Comes on and says, uh, uh, 
Oh, apparently we forgot to deactivate your security thingamajigger when uh, you purchase your thing. So please come on back to the cash register and we'll do that for you. Thanks. You've been shooting along with Uncle Wee and his wild hijinks.